essentially i just wanted to make t-shirts that's i don't know why i wanted to do that as a kid you you rarely set the bar low and you failed. <laughs> I set the bar so low, and I still did not achieve my dreams. I was going to so. say, you could do this tomorrow. You could go to Michael's and buy a kit, and you could be yeah. doing this in 20 minutes. Welcome everyone to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just its first televised episode, and ignoring anything else we might know about the future run, rate just that episode alone. This week we're going to be talking about Dave. Dave at this point has gone 20 episodes over two seasons on FXX, but is still running. As far as we know, there'll be a third season. We're talking about episode one today, which is called The Gander, which debuted March 4th, 2020. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, Gordo, Nick, Joe and Ferg, what's going on, guys? Hey, hi. Statistically, I skew white. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird one to pick. I don't That's know. That's gonna sound bad out of context. Yeah, out of out context, context that yeah. awful. That's a sound clip. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so to start off, I mean, I always ask, are you guys? Have you guys seen Dave before we recorded this episode? Before you had to watch episode one? No, yeah, I've never yes. seen it. I'm not caught up on it, but I'm fully through the first season and part of the second. Yeah, I uh, I have watched it. I think, you know, this. what you said it came out in March, right? This was a big COVID show. Yeah, it was perfect timing. So, yeah, like, you know. I think, I think Nick, you got me into this show. Anytime I do I remember talking show, about it. I just yeah. can't stop watching. <laughs> yeah, I was a little late to start it, but then um, I did watch it at some point during lockdown. And uh, I've watched season one. I didn't get around to season two yet, but I've seen off season one. Joe, you said you never saw it in Gordo. Did you also say you never saw it? Yeah, I never saw it. Okay, and then... I've never seen it, but it's definitely one of those shows, you know, Hulu constantly is just like, we'll start a show for you. Yeah. So I've seen the first couple of minutes or the first like 30 seconds of that first episode like 20 times and just never continued on. What was the other show you said that about? You've said oh, that it's... Before. Oh, God. Blacklist? No, it was one we were covering on the show. <laughs> Might have been community. Oh, maybe it was community. Yeah, it was, and it it happened so many times. That I was up to like community episode seven by the time I went back to it <laughs> from playing ten minutes at a time. So, uh, I, I want to follow up this time with that question and now ask: How many of you guys were familiar with Little Dicky before watching this show? I knew who he was, and I was r- a big fan of the. Uh, was it the save that money or whatever? Save that money, yeah. Was because there was a big thing about how he did the video and he just went around and asked all these people with nice houses and cars if he could just shoot for like 20 minutes in their yard or in their driveway. Yeah. The whole video looks like just like this big balling video and it's just stuff he's just like <laughs> borrowing really quick. Yeah, it was, completely done for free. And I remember seeing that and I got it. He's got a few really catchy songs, but other than that, I never really followed much of him i don't think it's a surprise to anybody that i wasn't on the radar of a youtube rapper so uh yeah i had no interest in anything this dude was doing you know little dicky <laughs> yeah i mean i liked uh save that money freaky friday he did with chris brown was really funny fuck chris brown yeah, isn't chris brown like a terrible person Th- that's irrelevant to the fact that they they did a video together and it's funny so what's mm. what's, what's his song it's it, the video i think it's on a rooftop of like a building i'm not sure Shit. but but he's first known, um, well, I think the song that blew him up was a song he did called Ex-Boyfriend, which as of now has about 40 million views on YouTube. That was, uh, I think, the first song that really blew up for him. Now, that's a statistical thing now, right? Like, that's a big deal. Your YouTube views is like a way to gauge how popular you are. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's you're seeing impressions. It's like it's like anything else. It'd be like, like podcasting, anything else. You're tracking your numbers, and this is like 
proof that it's getting views. Like if you think back in the past, like your video could be aired on MTV all the time and that would essentially just be companies and um, recording places pumping their artists and making them play their videos. But you didn't really know if any popularity was gauged by that alone. You could play a song on MTV every 20 minutes, but what does that mean? You don't know if people cared or wanted it to be played. It was just being played. I think I'm more just bothered by the advertising of it. Like, it looks really depressing to me to be like, over 50,000 views on YouTube. Check his QR code. Like, all of that makes me very upset in my head. This is also you being afraid of modern times, though. Not afraid, just don't like. Can I just say that while we're on the topic here, you can go to s1e1pod.com and click our YouTube link and please subscribe to our YouTube channel because... Yes, we have one too. We have uh, slightly less than 40 million views on all of our videos, but you know, we're getting there. That's Gordo's baby. Should Love we see if Chris Brown's available? I mean, it would it would help the numbers. Uh, his, <laughs> his fandom would help us big time, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just fight him. <laughs> Tag team, Nick. I'll go with you. All right, yeah. so let's let's get into the actual episode uh, itself. So uh, the opening scene, first we hear a song. Uh, we, we see a guy sitting in a doctor's office. The song being played, by the way, is OG Rapper by ASAP Rocky. Joe, uh, do you have any other favorite ASAP Rocky songs? Uh, you just said two words, and I know what one of them means, I think. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if that's correct or not. Right. I'm with you, Joe. I actually thought that was him singing. So <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so we're in the doctor's office, and we just see uh, Dave, or Little Dicky, uh, the star of the show, sitting at the table. He's just kind of looking at his phone, and he's, he's essentially Googling about herpes. And so we kind of know why he's at the doctor's office. And We've all been there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the doctor walks in and uh, sits kind of across from while you know dave's sitting at the table and he's explaining how he noticed red bumps when he was shaving his pubiscus <laughs> and um <laughs> the doctor's like a little taken by the terminology uh but he, he's like all right let me see it <laughs> and then dave uh explains that before he even takes his penis out he needs to kind of go over a few things and he says that he has a very bizarre situation down there <laughs> and that he was born with a tangled urethra so they had to do a bunch of surgeries, and there's a lot of scarring in that area. He's he's very self-conscious, even to show a doctor his dick for the first time. He says, chicken skin ribbed up my shaft. <laughs> yeah. And I was immediately on board with this show. Like, yeah. I didn't know where I was going to land on this, because I was very anti this show going into the premise of it. But <laughs> within a minute, I was like, boss. okay, I'm in. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> so, yeah, in reference to what you're saying, yeah, he's explaining that, <laughs> he's telling the doctor, you know how the, the skin on your balls is different than the skin on your dick he's like what i think happened was i think the the doctors when they were performing all those surgeries had to borrow skin from my balls so essentially my dick is made of balls (laughs) and the doctor's face when they cut to him like he's just blank he has no words this is very much a Kirby enthusiasm thing to me the just like over sharing to a doctor but then not trusting a doctor either (laughs) he's like well who's to say he's like i'm the one to say i'm the doctor that fucking killed me he's like there's a big disconnect between the online medical community and this brick and mortar (laughs) thing and he goes you mean doctors you mean doctors (laughs) referring to doctors as the brick and mortar community is so fucking funny and by the way um the thing that little dickie's referring to earlier is called hypospadias when that's the urethra problem yeah. And it's a birth defect in boys where the opening of the urethra is not located at the tip of the penis, which, by the way, Little Dicky has confirmed is an actual fact about him in real life. All oh, the yeah. things that he yeah. said medically were real things about him. Oh, I didn't look that up enough for a picture. What's, where, is it, where does it go? So is, is his dick really made of balls? <laughs> um, I didn't click. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. 
I didn't. I I clicked on I clicked on tangled urethra. I, that's what I googled to see if that was a real thing or not. I did not then click on images tab. I just stayed with the articles. So he says he pees two streams. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, he says he doesn't he doesn't like anyone to see his dick. Yeah, so I'm on my and, work computer. What? What? Oh, I'm looking up tangled urethra on my work computer because I'm just really oh. intrigued to see what this looks like. Ah, I don't. I don't want these diagrams. I want a real picture. Joe's looking up dicks. I'll be fired tomorrow. While you're looking this up, yeah, he's explaining to his doctor that he doesn't want anyone to see his dick, including his own girlfriend. And he, you know, <laughs> she hasn't even, he's been doing a good job hiding it by controlling the lighting and stuff like that, which, I mean, uh, <laughs> unless it's pitch black, you can only hide things like this for so long, right? If you have a dick that's made out of balls. <laughs> <laughs> would that be bad though <laughs> what do you mean would it be bad a dick made out of balls well the, the, the way he described ball skin beforehand no was... no no we'll get to the manager you know nutty there trust me well, it's coming well hold on so <laughs> when when he described ball skin earlier he did have a like when he said it was like chicken skin like you knew exactly what he meant so yeah is it is it so bad that your whole dick is like that I would say so. I, I mean, what? you know, you, I don't you, understand your conundrum, Gordo. <laughs> of course it would suck. <laughs> no, Wait, was, there, was your questioning that it might not suck? Oh, that kid doesn't sound that bad. You know? <laughs> I don't think it would be that bad. I, I mean, like my ball skin. No, but think about it. Your nuts are a little bit more sensitive than yeah, your dick. But, the, but it doesn't, the, the fe- I don't think he's saying <laughs> the feeling translates the same. Either. It's just and that. it's not your it's type of sensitive. Yeah. Well, what is it then? It's the balls inside that are sensitive. Yeah, he's right too. It's it's oh. just skin. Skin is skin. There's no like feeling in skin. But it's an aesthetic thing. He's embarrassed about the way it looks. Right. Oh, that's the issue. Not, not okay. That. So 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 ball work. skin would be bad. Yes, ball skin would be bad. Yes, but <laughs> I mean, I just I can't imagine ball skin is any different than other skin. You have Maybe balls. Right? You have balls, right? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that it's not smooth skin like Sign the rest off of your the body? Bang today. <laughs> it is smooth. Mine are. All right. Well, let's move on from that. But we have to close out this scene. So Dave finally shows the doctor the situation. And after about a half a second of looking at it with a, he had like a little flashlight. So Joe, did that do it for you? I had a little razzle. Yeah. So he, he looks at it and he's like, yeah, that's razor burn. And, and that was it. And obviously Dickie was not completely satisfied with that answer. He wanted to believe there was more going on. Although, is that because you, it's not that you want there to be herpes there, but you don't want to think that you wasted your time or that you were worrying, uh, worried about nothing. I think he's just, I'd rather be worried about nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So he's also using this as an opportunity to sneak in like an extra question, even though he's, what kind of doctor is this, by the way? This is just like a. It's just a general practice. General doctor, like yeah. a ba- a ball doctor. Well, this is why I'm why I was curious because earlier on, actually, when they're showing establishing shots of the office, you see the little, like I don't know what that is. The, I don't want to say a statue. What is it? The, the diagram, that was like, the, like in, a. The, it was like a three D in the insides of your dick or whatever. He, so he's a urologist. Yeah, he could have been a urologist. Oh, he might have been a urologist actually. Yeah, I would assume urology. Because his follow up question, he was trying to sneak in a question about his back. And he said he was like developing like back knee. And please don't keep that picture up for the entire thing. <laughs> if he wanted to know, this the is, one to the far right is my favorite, where the mid shaft, the urethra comes out, right bottom here. bottom shaft, top ball. 
Great. This is obviously not a clip that I can use the video for regardless. So why? It's it's a why it's not? a medical diagram. I do I doubt this is gonna make it onto the Instagram. Get those aliens off your screen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there imagine having a pee out your balls. <laughs> That's not what that is. <laughs> that's exactly what that what? is. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I think the yeah. urethra was coming kind of midstream there. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was like mid shaft. It wasn't. No, you didn't see. No, no, the, the one to the far right was. You didn't Nick, see the penicillin one. I'm sorry. I didn't give it a good enough look. My <laughs> bad. Ball load. Take a better look at the shaft. Yeah, there's one that it's right above the nut. <sighs> okay, I really want to move on from this. Like, very, very much so want to move on from this. Yeah, to close it out, he just tries to add in an extra question about some back knee that he's got going on. And he's like, no, that's not my field. And at this point, you just know the doctor is incredibly frustrated with him and doesn't want to talk to him at all. And he's like, I'll just refer you to someone. He's like, yeah, but you would know more than like the common person about this, right? And he's like, no, no, it's not my field. I'm going to refer you. And that was it. So we cut to the intro. The intro is just a black screen and it just says Dave and with white letters. And you hear the intro song, which is- My name is Dave. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a very catchy beat. I like that. Yeah, it's real quick, simple, and I think it's perfect for the show because you know, in my mind, I'm like, what else could this even be? Like, you can't do like an intro, like a standard intro to a different type of TV show. It's like with him doing narration, like, hi, I'm Little Dicky, and this is my life. Like, this is my best friend, Mike, and this is my girlfriend, Allie. Like, it that doesn't work. So now for the next scene, we see Dave walking into like this recording studio. And um, I don't know, Joe Gordo, did this stuff catch your eye? Like, does this studio look pretty legit with the equipment about right? Anything, you know, seem off to you? The culture just seemed off. For me, you don't, you don't see much of it in that first scene. You, what, what was that, Joe? So the culture of it seemed off to me just because I'd never been in that. But Gorda, you've like actually recorded hip hop artists and stuff. I've just been there with bands and stuff, and I've never. Yeah, been but I'm talking about the studio like, itself, and I'm like, hey, were the guys sitting in the studio looking about right to you? Oh, no, I just mean like the culture of a studio is usually very sterile. It's not like this, right? It's not like a bunch of people hanging around and smoking and stuff. It's always yes, just it like I think it's way more business like than that. It, it here's the deal. It, some studios that is the real deal like if you are if you got enough money well yeah i was you, gonna say that it that. probably has more to do oh, with that, that helps yeah you know but like if your scrubs like us going in no you're not doing that you're probably lucky if this, you can bring in a beer i meant to ask this and i meant to also look it up so i should know it already but the character is not a real rapper right no he is the one that's recording yeah yeah we we're gonna get into it as as we went oh, along okay. but yeah but yeah everything looks legit but that that's a legit looking studio that's yeah. exactly what i would expect to see yeah to go on to, to tail on what you said yeah as far as like what you were saying gordo yeah a bigger artist who has any notoriety is going to kind of have free reign to do what they will because at the end of the day saying that they recorded there is good on the studio right that's a that's a little notch on the belt so it's better to deal with that yeah so you're you're more likely to put up with more bullshit from especially someone with notoriety but like that's kind of the thing uh when you own a studio you know don't let people you don't bring your crew you don't like and that goes for any artist like don't bring every person in your studio because nothing will get done think of it jay like getting tattooed every time you're getting tattooed or whatever and you see somebody come in with like five of their friends everybody in that room is just like oh jesus goddamn christ why did you bring an entourage with you yeah right yeah, but i'm sure like if that. uh if, if like a celebrity went in with their crew no one would bat an eye exactly or question yeah. yeah 
Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so when uh, when he walks in, Dave, that is, uh, there's like this, everyone just stops dead in their tracks at this point. And then it's also the, what the fuck is that smell? And uh, the only person who seems to know him is Els. Who, we, we don't know his name at this point, but Els is his buddy. Stands up and addresses the situation. Like, he's always doing this shit with the tuna fish. <laughs> and he, he drags him out and they're talking in the hallway. And Dave's like, what? You told me I can drop by the studio whenever I wanted. He's like, yeah, I, I didn't mean like literally walking in the middle of a session like come in the lobby, like network with people, talk. What what tuna does does he have that's that potent that he walks in and everyone's like, Ugh. I don't know. I feel like I can smell tuna from a mile away. Yeah, so? I've I've gone on this fish. rant before. Yeah, tuna is one of those things that I've said you should never eat in the break room at work. Like I like tuna, and I feel like it's only appropriate that I eat that at home <laughs> or if if I went somewhere. I mean, additionally, I have a personal rule: I will not eat tuna that was made ahead of time. I have to make it myself. But that's a side thing. But tuna smells way too potent, and you really shouldn't be bringing that into a public space because it's just way too noticeable. All I can think of is when Michael Scott goes uh, to... Yeah, same. Did you also bring a bag of baby poop? Yeah, to Winnipeg <laughs> in the office. <laughs> but yeah, Dave's like, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't lay out these very specific rules. I'll keep that in mind next time. That line really got me, though, because that was... That's it, that's insanely specific. If you don't know the social cues of the world, like you shouldn't show up to places with stinky sandwiches in your backpack, which <laughs> right. you should yeah. just know. <laughs> Otherwise, him being like, there shouldn't be any tune in here is a very specific rule. And it's very funny. Yeah. So meanwhile, they're, they're having this discussion. The rapper YG walks by. Nick, you, act, you asked earlier. Yeah, he's an actual rapper, uh, YG. And he's with a few people in his entourage. And uh, as they pass, you can hear him on the phone saying, man, studio smells like tuna. That shit stinks. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, is his rap name really YG? YG, yeah, Young Gangster. Like everything that they announced that's, him as that's is That's legit. Real. That's yeah, legit. Yeah. That's not like made for yep. TV. He's, oh, okay, he's an cool. actor, too. Yeah, no, he's really funny. But. Yeah. Seems, seems, like a, seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Um, it's also one of his, uh, top songs on Spotify has almost a half billion view, uh, listens. So I didn't, I so for wow. me, I've never heard this guy's kind of crazy actually. Yeah. I've never heard of him before. And then as, um, but as they walk by, Dave wants him to show the guys in the studio, his video and Els is immediately like, absolutely not. He's like, you need to know your audience. Those gangsters in there don't want to see your dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I would. To be if fair, a song called My Dick Sucks not being written by Gordo is almost insane to me. This guy is is everything I've aspired to be. But you know, Yeah, we'll Gordo's song that. that would be uh, called A Dick Made Out of Balls Doesn't Sound So Bad. And the B-side <laughs> would be Ow My Fucking Thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Boner? <laughs> so Dave's now, um, after this, is sitting in, I guess it's the lobby area of the studio. Or I don't know if like this building is strictly a studio or if it's like multi-purpose. Kind of regardless, and uh, he's he opens up his laptop and he's checking his own YouTube to see. I think he's just checking the view count on his "My Dick Sucks" yeah. video, which at that point was over 15 million listens. It's weird he didn't check on his phone though. You can check your YouTube on your phone. Pulling out your computer seems excessive. Yeah, he went through all the trouble to like sit down, like pull his laptop yeah. up, and when he opens it, the video plays for like two seconds. But that was just enough for the person sitting across from him who's gay to uh hear it and he's like oh aren't you that youtube rapper with a small dick and like little dick he's actually really <laughs> excited because he's being recognized and uh he you know he asked him if he likes that song and you know he, he gets kind of like affirmation from that and he's like oh i've lived my whole life trying to like please people of your pedigree <laughs> this is where the dance of death comes for the whole rest of the episode where it's just insanely racial joke tiptoeing which ends up they do very well it's very funny yeah, I mean, because he lives within that world and he knows what he can and can't say around people that he actually socializes with. 
I know we've only we're only watching the first episode, but as you as you as this show goes on, you you've come to find out that Gata is kind of like his like sidekick, like hype man, which is real life. Also, Gata is like his real like guy who's always with him. Yeah, is it Gata or Gator? Gata, G A T A. Gata. Okay, because he says like alligator, but he does. He says like alligator, but it's not Gator like Gator. It's like <laughs> Gator. gator. <laughs> well, I'm trying to say say alligator it's not Gator. And just, well, how would you say the end of alligator with like, like a gay ray robot gator? gator. I am Her? gator. You say it <laughs> like the state that we're all from, Gata. Yeah, that's not gator, how I say gator. it. Gator, Gator, kid, you dropped the R. Gator, Gator, er, er. Yeah. <laughs> gator. Well, I mean, Joe would be like, nope, boy, that's gator. an alligator that you see. Up but it there. is spelled Trent it Reznor. Is, it is spelled O R, correct? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's it is Gator. But he pronounces it Gator. Yeah, see? When you think about the spelling, <laughs> it's tough to say it. Gator. But yeah, so Gator asks him if he wants to smoke some weed, and he's like, Ah, do I want to smoke some weed? Ah, no thanks. I by the way, that is some that is a conundrum I put myself in all the time. Anybody Me anytime too. someone's like, Hey, you want to smoke because I do smoke, but like I'm not a daytime smoker like Dave. Me like too. I'm just like a, I, I love how he put that. He he comes up saying he's like a, a glass of wine at the end of the day. It's like that that's how I treat it. Too. I wanted to ask you guys, do you think um a lot of this is impro uh, improvised or oh, do you think like this is just a straight script because I couldn't tell it seemed like a lot of it like they get like smiling low, like a lot of natural delivery there. for sure but yeah. I don't know it's, I think it there's a lot seems, of clever writing it reminds me of a lot of um, Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David is very obviously like these are these are observational things that Larry David is talking about, right? He's kind of, it's almost like a stand-up act in a line, right? So there is a degree of writing, but there is also, I'm sure, a degree, it would have to be a degree of ad-libbing it, too. It reminds me a bit of Letterkenny, where it's just so rapid-fire right, right. that part of it feels improv, but it's so tight that there's no way it can be, but it doesn't make it any less funny. It's just so yeah. well done and so tight. And Dave wants to know, like, he asks Gator, like, do you know that YG's here? And he's like, yeah, why do you think I'm here? And we don't really know. I mean, and even then, it's still unclear because he doesn't specifically get into it. He does, actually. He says his boy so-and-so sells YG weed. Oh, okay. I'll be completely honest. Gator talks so fast at times that it's tough to pick up all the nuances of what he's saying at times. Yeah, I get that. This is one of those shows, too, where everyone talks so fast, it's hard to keep notes correct. It's because it's a bunch of non-professional actors, with exception. You know but I, I mean? think I think it comes out very real. I like the way it, it plays. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, but that's why those types of things are going to happen. I think. Yeah. That's why you got to watch with the closed caption. But yeah, so he's um. Dave basically explains to him. He's like, I need to get like YG on one of my songs because this is the only way that people are going to take me seriously and not just think of me as like a YouTube rapper. And do you think that's valid? Do you think that's like a valid thought train? Like, do you need someone else to validate you? Or one hundred percent. Yeah. We would love the same thing if we could get anybody remotely famous on this show it would instantly boost our numbers that's and true that's just that's what you need to do yeah i guess if you go into the same world right like if mark Marin was like hey i love your podcast eight billion people would hear it right, right. i'd so, rather mock marrow that's just me less people more enjoyable more funny but less people would probably end up getting <laughs> mark marrow went viral himself very recently with his public speaking oh yeah I remember you sending me that. Yeah, he tells a very sad story about his uh, mother who has since passed, but we won't get into all that. <laughs> so Gator basically explains to him, it's all about the gander, which is actually, the name of the episode is the gander, and he's like, you know, you gotta present yourself a certain way. He's like, you're going in there like, hi, I'm Dave, and you need to be like, yo, what's up, I'm Lil Dicky, and you gotta own it. I like when he tries to do it later, though. <laughs> I'm Lil Dicky. 
Yeah. Now, Lil Dicky is the actual rapper name, right? Right. He goes yeah, by yeah. Lil Dicky. He goes by Lil Dicky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this big dude from like YG's crew walks in and he just tells Dave to go get some uh, food. <laughs> and Dave, Dave, I don't know if he's trying to adhere to the advice he gave at this point, but he's like, actually, no, I'm uh there's a misunderstanding. I'm Lil Dicky. He's like, Lil Dicky. All right. We'll go get YG some food. <laughs> I think he says, okay, what's up, little Dicky? Go get some yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. So, yeah, and, and Gata steps in and he's like, yeah, all right, well, we're going to head down the street and grab something right now. So, you see them kind of walking back down after they have this big bag of like uh, snacks. And uh, he's telling them the story. Gata's telling little Dicky this story basically about a time that he was in Miami at the Hit Factory, which is another recording studio. And a bunch of like the New Orleans guys were there and, and they were dressed in like big baggy pants and big shirts. He's like, you know how their style is generally. He's like, and meanwhile, he's like, I'm all Cali swagged out. So, it's basically what he's explaining is more of like a skater look that a lot of um like a certain area i guess the rappers have now it's like the tighter pants and like, like the little wayne style exactly and that's yeah. but essentially what that story was leading to is that little wayne was there and basically admired his style and got on three songs with him because j- based on his swag alone but i like the the there's a moment between that when he just because he just said wayne and little diggy's like wait little wayne he's like what are the wayne do you know and under his breath he just goes brady <laughs> <laughs> that got me and then he keeps going he goes Gretzky uh, and, and he just keeps going and going yeah. with it that was so funny there's a couple times this episode where his cultural references I really enjoy because they're way closer to mine than to what the show is saying like Wayne Brady or Wayne Gretzky makes way more sense to me like, I don't I wouldn't know who little Wayne was if I ran him over like I know the name but like I don't know who he is but if I saw Wayne Brady on the street I'd be like oh my god it's Wayne Brady Every week you say something that amazes me more and more about like we constantly reference how not in tune with the modern world you are, but well, I know his name. I know who he Lil is. Lil Wayne, who's like one of the biggest recording artists of the last 15 years now, probably. It's like, and you still are like, if I ran over him, I wouldn't know what he looked like. He's basically at a level like you wouldn't know Dolly Parton if you ran into her. Oh, I know Dolly Parton. You'd also bounce back if you ran into her. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. It's like someone's got to say something. Right? I, in my head, I was like, someone's going to make a comment. I just don't <laughs> want it to be me this time. <laughs> and yeah and it was also a nice little uh, close to that conversation too when he was like you have three songs all the way and it's like yeah they're on my laptop I mean they never came out but see that's insane to me because if you had three songs with the person who's that famous on your computer you just put them on YouTube or um, what's the thing people mix tapes on SoundCloud like Bandcamp band or yeah any of that stuff or or SoundCloud, SoundCloud. you should be like hey look here's me and these are unreleased songs with this really famous guy and even right. if you got sued and they came down you'd raise your profile so I don't believe exactly. he's telling the truth that's the thing though is did that actually happen or is he bullshitting them like i think he's bullshitting yeah. we'll never we'll never know because yeah, essentially yeah. he's taking credit for little wayne's whole style right i so, know that that part's bullshit but i i didn't know if he actually had tracks with them or yeah that that i don't think it answers it in this episode no and what i liked was right after they finally get back to the studio and they're, they're like at the door kind of preparing themselves to walk back in and he's kind of hyping them up just go in there and just give them <laughs> so a uh, little diggy opens the door and just goes stack time <laughs> like there's all these like there's a room full of like gangsters and stuff in the back on the other side of the door and he just snack time everyone and then they close the door and he goes i don't feel like that helped my career at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, that big dude just grabbed the bag of snacks and shut it and i personally suspect that that guy wasn't even talking uh on behalf of yg he just wanted snacks and just sent those two You're dudes out to get them for him. possible well we're technically a crew is there anybody we know we can bully us to go get snacks i'm sure 
sure there's plenty of people that could bully us. Yeah, I mean... No, I mean, reverse that. Like, we're a crew, right? We're recording and we're a crew. In this situation, we are YG. So, like, one of us is the muscle to go get someone else to get us snacks? Jay, go get your brother to get us some snacks. <laughs> I mean, that that would probably work, actually. <laughs> yeah, that would work. <laughs> but uh, in any event, so they, they realize they're not getting in, so they're leaving, and, and Gata takes Dave's phone, and he puts his number in and the number of YG's manager, tells him to get in contact with them, and, and you'll probably just have to pay him or something for a verse. And it closes with, um, he's like, oh, let me get a picture of you for my Instagram, though. And Dave thinks it's a video. I forget what Dave did, though, or Lil Dicky. I'm going to go back and forth the entire time. He's like dancing. One the he starts saying something. He like, started saying like, something. He's like and introducing it was, a music video or something. He just goes, yo, what's up? I'm Lil Dicky. He goes, wait a minute. This is just a picture. <laughs> All right. I, I couldn't, re- I didn't remember exactly what he said. It, it came off almost like he was doing a news report to me for whatever reason. <laughs> and then the next scene, Lil Dicky's in his apartment and he's eating Taco Bell and you see him picking out all the lettuce and i uh, it just immediately just thought of ferg <laughs> I, I was i can relate <laughs> yeah and that's when we see um ali and mike who are uh played by taylor myjack uh my my shack or something I'm yeah sorry. i have no idea how to say that one i tried that's i tried pronunciation i i even watched the i i honestly as i was taking my notes went to youtube and watched a video of her being interviewed by someone else to hear someone else say it and I still, it's escaping my mind. So my apologies to uh, Taylor Myshak. My- <laughs> it could Maziak? just be Missyak um, too. Missyak, Missyak. It's not. It's 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 not uh, just based on what the other people said at least, and they even confirmed did we say it right? It's like yeah, you, you nailed it. And it still has escaped my brain from when I watched it to now as I speak. And then, uh, but Mike is also played by Andrew Santino, who's a very famous comedian who I'm a fan of. I, I can't think of anything else I know her from, but Andrew Santino has been in a ton of stuff. Probably best known though for. Uh, his stand-up. Yeah, he's super funny. He's one of those. He's another Bradley Cooper, and what's his name? Because I fucking hate him on The Office. I think we've discussed him. I think he popped up in another show we did. So we I, discussed I, this. I, I looked it up. It, it like how to pronounce it. It's Meshack. Meshack. M e h s h a c k. Meshack. Okay. okay. Makes sense. And uh, yeah, so Andrew Santino, he's got a couple podcasts of his own too. So shout out to Whiskey Ginger, which is a solo venture and best friends that he has with Bobby Lee. Both very funny, both podcasts I actually listen to. Yeah, I also really like Bobby Lee too. I like all those comedy store guys who are sort of around the comedy store at the middle period where it was dying and like kept it going bobby yeah, Lee worries me no you know what's funny i think he's sober now yeah i think and if you actually listen to that podcast you know another plug for bad friends and you kind of hear the dynamic between the two of them and you get like more of an insight to who bobby lee is because when bobby lee's on other shows he's just always on so he's like being very exaggerated yeah. and he does it on his own show too of course but you get like a more normal version of him it, I, I think it's a pretty good podcast so again shout out to bad friends and whiskey ginger one of the few dudes too who's really made it out of the mad tv thing alive because not a lot of the mad tv cast made it out with like respectable well key and peel key and peel are doing very well now but they were like the end i don't think he was even watching mad tv when they were on it they were on the tail tail telling of it yeah i didn't even know they were on it i yeah i was just gonna say did that i didn't know they were on that's why like nobody was yeah. even watching at that point but the point where it was like bobby lee and you know that whole crew stewart but bobby Again, Bobby Lee isn't in this with <laughs> Andrew no. Santino is so but before we talk about cool. <laughs> Yeah, before we talk about Bobby Lee for too long. But uh yeah, you can kind of immediately tell just from this first scene with the Taco Bell that like this is his best friend and his girlfriend. I think that's very clear with just the way that they interact with one another. Uh I don't know if you guys felt any differently upon seeing that first like minute or so. I actually my whole first watch through, like when I originally watched it, I thought they were brothers. But Really? Yeah, I thought they were supposed to because of this both like neurotic Jews, like you know. Andrew Santino's not Jewish. On the show, they seem it. He seems Jewish? Yeah. 
don't know. I mean, he mentions that uh, little Dickie's Jewish a number of times because he's yeah. calling out the like, oh, yo, everyone wants to be jealous of you because they want to be like poor and Jewish or whatever. But I don't know if I would take him as being one. Yeah. And because uh, I like the the first interaction that you have, the first time they really speak is uh, Mike mentions how he heard that Allie recently made him try a grape. And she's like, I did. And he hated it. He said it was too gushy. And again, I was like, this is like another <laughs> yeah, Ferg thing. Fire, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, who eats those things? It's like most people. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a green grape. Don't don't get purple, Naomi. My, my, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm tell with you this, there. though. And it, it's because I've, I've seen it before, but I do notice it as the episode progresses, too. Andrew Santino's character is a little much sometimes. He is just constantly annoyed by Dave. Like, constantly. And they're supposed to be like best friends, and the, he's very I, dickish. Yeah, they need. He, That's he needs why to, like, I thought they were brothers. He needs to like pump the brakes on it a little bit because he's just super. He's just yeah, you're right. He's just a dick to him the whole time. Like he never stops, and it's like, why are you even hanging out with this guy if you don't really like him somehow? I think he's just super high strung. I think that's just that kind of what he's yeah. trying to perceive is that he's just super high strung. So he's just kind of always like on edge. Nick, did you relate to him at all as somebody who works in an office? Because I found him to be like, I know a number of people like him when he's like making such a big deal out of the fact that his work phone's going off after work hours. <laughs> I had like a shudder <laughs> yeah, where I, I was like, that, oh yeah. God, I'm in a bar. It's a Saturday and I know that person because they took their work phone with them for some goddamn reason. Yep. And they want you to know they have it. And uh, also here we see that Allie, she's apparently a teacher. So she's sitting down and she's about to grade papers and dave mentions how much this turns him on and starts like they, they kind of like role play a little bit and like mike looks mortified as they're going back and forth and especially when um dave says the line I, it was my dick wants to jump out of its skin and run around the playground well since we found out about his skin it makes more sense now yeah and uh she's like i don't know where to go with that and he's like go into dave's room where this shit belongs <laughs> it's not that hard yeah which is an appropriate response to that yeah so they're playing into it and they like they're they get to this point where they're like slowly leaning towards one another and they're like they, they kind of give each other a little kiss but they're just both staring at him as they do it and then they get into a thing where they're looking at like some of the papers that she's grading and that's when you can see she's actually just like a kindergarten teacher and it's uh the whole premise is like what do I, what i want to be when i grow up and she's like oh that's weird no one said that they want to be a day trader and he's like well did any of them say they want to be a kindergarten teacher <laughs> and, and dave actually seems very interested in this conversation he's like i bet a lot of them said that they want to be mu- musical artists though right it's weird what what are you grading <laughs> pictures i think yeah. as like, when you're a kindergarten teacher that yeah first it's not the type of thing that you have to like bring home to grades you can you probably failed just, this you can like, pump that you out mean? like real quick as they're walking in because you're just basically putting smiley stickers on all of it because i mean yeah. at that age kindergarten right you're basically a daycare mm. you know to a degree, you're a little yeah, you're bit doing, more than a daycare you're, you're learning you should basic, yeah you should be teaching basics. basics and stuff like that but i mean i don't see anything you could be grading you know do you remember what you wanted to be when you were in kindergarten? Yes. An astronaut. Taller. Never happened. <laughs> a ninja turtle. <laughs> Never happened, though. No, it didn't, didn't work out? No. They already had a mic. You were like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vivid memory from kindergarten, actually. We were, like, they have, like, those little cook sets, like the fake kitchens, right? And someone we know, who I've known since kindergarten, obviously, brought, you know, like, the little eggs you get out of, like, a vending machine? Like, that have, like, little toys in them and stuff like that? Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. thought you were going yeah. somewhere way different. With yeah. That. yeah. a vending machine, like a gumball machine is what I meant. Yeah, okay, right, that right. makes more 
and so he had one of those and he's like oh i'm gonna and he was like pretending to cook it and he cracked it and it just shattered and like destroyed his hand and i was like oh my god what is happening right now i was like blood he's screaming crying i was like this is crazy and i don't know why i'm not how old i wonder why you have a vivid image of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know why it sticks out to me but i think like in kindergarten i can't remember i probably wanted to be a wrestler but you know what's one of the early it's weird but one of the earlier jobs i ever remember really wanting to have as a little kid was i wanted to own like a store that i could silk screen t-shirts i didn't know about silk screening but essentially i just wanted to make t-shirts that's i don't know why i wanted to do that as a kid you you really set the bar low and you failed. <laughs> I set the bar so low, and I still did not achieve my dreams. I was going to so. say, you could do this tomorrow. You could go to Michael's and buy a kit, and you could be yeah. doing this in 20 minutes. And you were you 35 and have store. not figured this out. No, I can pick up a double. And, 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 no, and no offense. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone who actually does do this for a living because I still would like to venture into this one day as an adult but I basically I basically shot for the dirt and still missed <laughs> yeah that that's a resounding you know thumbs up to the silk screening community uh, I, I apologize I, I have all the utmost respect for what you guys do and I, like I said I still would like to do it one day I just have I wanted you know. I really wanted to be the guy that scoops the elephant shit at the circus but I just couldn't do it <laughs> couldn't make it work <laughs> is silk screening still the best medium for that or is it yeah. like a more of like a digital print direct to garment you can do digital, is but quicker and easier but yeah. it just, yeah, it, it, they don't hold up the Quality same. You can tell with silk screening. Yeah. You can tell, like, upon picking the shirt up, you can tell which one you got. Yeah. You would think with technology, there'd be, like, a new, better way, like, a, a more superior way than that by now. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, I feel like it's just kind of the same as, like, you still need somebody to paint your house, right? And it's still right. ladders and buckets of paint and brushes yeah. and rollers and stuff like that. It's just, you can't do it another way. Well, I mean, you get that. That boss spray gun. Yeah, but it sucks. That doesn't work, though. Yeah, yeah. that's great in theory, but terrible in practice. Well, you get that roller that's got the paint in it already. And- <laughs> Same thing, yeah. It doesn't really also work. a terrible yeah. idea. But also, regular rollers suck, too, so they haven't figured that out either. And as they're talking, too, because now Dave's going into, like, because I always wanted to be a musical artist when I was younger. And, uh, you know, that's when Mike said something to him about, like, yeah, I want to be an unemployed Jew who wants to be a rapper. And... <laughs> Dave counters by calling himself a once in a generation artist who just got verified on Twitter nine days ago. And uh, he goes, that's good that a robot told you that you're worth it. I love that line. To be fair, have you ever looked into what it takes to get verified? It's, it's apparently crazy. very crazy. Yeah. yeah. You have to literally make the news. You have to have yeah. been on the news to be verified. It's wild. Yeah. Th- that being said, if, if a robot wants to tell us that we're worth it, S21 pod on Twitter. I would love that. Yeah. Yes. We would love to be verified. Yeah. We need to make the news somehow. Go to go streaking. <laughs> I'd go say, you want me to press ham? <laughs> well, considering that you just respond to everybody with these nuts back and forth, I don't know if that's going to work anytime soon. You wouldn't let me respond to the planters on these nuts because Jay wanted free nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't want free nuts. I don't want to eliminate the opportunity to one day be offered free nuts. I'm with Jay on that one. I love free nuts. I, I don't want to close that door before we even get to the house. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We could we could have our own nuts. I got my own nuts. <laughs> so from there, uh, we see Dave and Allie are outside now, and they're taking out the trash. And right when this happens, we, Dave gets a text from YG's manager saying that he'll do a track for ten thousand dollars. And the first thing that came to mind was so we've seen this effect before four on the big show show which is an episode if you go back in our archives you can listen to when we covered the big show show 
the bubble. When when the text bubbles came up in that show, I hated it. I didn't mind it at all here. And I can't really figure out what was so different that I don't mind under this content. Better content. <laughs> One was a good show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this show was funny and kept your interest. The other show was a fucking nightmare. Right, I just remember like that, using that effect. Like, we talked about it in that episode. How much, like, we just didn't think it works and it looked corny. But here, it just, I don't know, it just fit. And I, it, and I don't understand why. It was, be- what I think was, is that in the Big Show show, it was almost like they, they transitioned to a template and it was like back and forth, pop, pop, pop. Whereas this kind of had the design inside of the shot. Yeah, it was more of an overlay. Yeah, so it wasn't like you, you switched to like a computer screen and seeing it go back and forth. This was just in air. And I thought that that added to it. Also, yeah. it wasn't a little girl being like, I don't have my own bedroom. I miss you, mom. The context, fight, it changes your mood as you're watching yeah. it too. Like, and nothing against that, right? There's an audience for that. I think yeah. one of the biggest problems with the Big Show show is that a bunch of dudes in their 30s, that show was not for, right? Where right. this show it is. And I think that's why it doesn't bother us so much because you're I like I mean, it got canceled this. instantly. I don't think it was for anyone. They, well... Good old Green Little. If you guys want to go back, you could listen to the Big Show show episode that we did and we get into a, a full explanation of that. Shout out to the Big Show 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 yeah we did recently find out shout out to the big show 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 which was a different podcast that actually chronicles all episodes of the big show show but yeah so when dave gets this text he just shouts out like holy moly and is explaining all this to Allie, and Allie's excited for him, but she wants to know, like, what song that he's doing, and Dave doesn't want to get into it, and he's like, just you have to trust the process, and she's like, do you understand that I'm dating a rapper that I've never heard rap out loud, and she's trying to get him to just rap on the spot, and he just can't do it. He's like, listen, it's my job. He's like, I, I don't ask you to teach when you're home, and she's like, you just asked me if pork was beef. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody can make that distinction. <laughs> I mean, I can understand like um like the thought process of like being afraid like not being afraid but like being apprehensive about like just hey, rap right now. Like you can't go up to a comedian and say, "Hey, tell me a joke." But I think kind of the rap culture, you're almost expected to be able to just like spit on the fly, yeah, right? Freestyle. Well, not only that, but doesn't he have a YouTube video where he's rapping that's been seen by 15 She says in person yeah. though. Yeah, she's she's heard oh, him okay. physically like okay. she's heard him rap, but just he's never rapped in front of her. She's never been present to it happening. Oh, yeah. okay. I get the all idea right. he's never played a show. Yeah, okay, all right. That right. makes sense. And then this is when she asks again like, "Will you at least just tell me the name of the song?" And he just kind of like looks off and goes, "Girth." And just walks <laughs> off. He's walking, yeah. Doesn't even like make eye contact with her. He just says "Girth" and walks away. No, I know you guys, obviously I know My Dick Sucks is the song, the first song, and this one is Girth. Are all of his songs penis related? No. No. And I don't even think these are real songs. Are they? My Dick Sucks was not. uh, So I went, when when the scene happened earlier where he's looking on YouTube, I went to his YouTube page to cross-reference to see where that video is at now view count wise, and it's not there. So either he had a different account early in his career, or they just made this up to kind of retell the story. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it could, is. Yeah. It could have got taken down. Well, I doubt it. YouTube had like Nazis now, so if it was had inappropriate stuff, they may have pulled it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's it. I just think he's retelling the story of like how his song "Ex Boyfriend" popped off by just using a more generic kind of goofy example. So now Dave's in line at the bank. And he's on the phone with his parents, which um, just to mention by name real quick, they're played by Gina Hecht. And she was actually the George's therapist on a few episodes of Seinfeld. I yep. figured, Joe, you'd like a, a little Seinfeld reference. Very funny. 
And then the father is David Paymer, who's in a ton of shit. I can't think of like one. I love this thing. Carpool. Yeah. He's the carpool. Dad carpool. He was also. I'm a huge fan of the Ocean's movies. He's the uh, hotel reviewer that they screw over. Okay, yeah, because he's just in so much. I mean, he's in a million stuff, but he's also in um, uh, No Holds Barred. You know the two like Weasley guys who work for Kurt Fuller who go to the wrestling matches. Okay, and then Stan Hansen like finds him in the bathroom and like messes with them. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. It's been so long since you should rewatch it. He's the one of the. He's like a pretty big character in that movie. He's in City Slickers. He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, City Slickers actually. That would probably be the like thinking back. Probably the thing I would know him from first. He was a big '90s actor. He was in everything in the '90s. But yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to point the bulldog because they both have a good amount of uh, credits behind them. So I thought it was important to mention them by name. He's also in Howard the Duck, so we should. Oh, he is in Howard the Duck. Yes, he is. <laughs> what a great movie! Yeah, he's one of those guys. He, he. I don't think he's ever started anything, but he's just pops. He's up. always in yeah. things. Oh, yeah. yeah. He must have like a million credits. Yeah. But yeah, so Dave basically just called them to notify them that he's about to access his bar mitzvah money. And obviously they have some concerns about this. He's been rapping for a while and he's never made a dime off of it. And Dave's trying to explain, well, you know, I have 15 million views on my video. And his dad's like, well, doesn't like, how does that translate into zero dollars? Isn't there money in streaming? It's a valid question. Yeah. No, no, it's a very valid question. He obviously knows what he's talking about too. He's not like totally lost, which I love. And that was, that actually kind of surprised me because you would think, he wouldn't get that. Like, he's of an age where he shouldn't even understand that concept, which kind of plays into the next part because... That's when Dave's like, well, I can't make money off that video because I stole that beat. I just ripped it off the internet. And his mother's like, you stole it? And now they're all con- like, she's like, you stole it? I also have two where he keeps pers- trying to find the pronunciations for YG. He's like, YG? With a question mark? Or is it, is yeah. it Korean? Is he Did Korean? Did the Korean rapper's beat? <laughs> is there a question mark? Like YG? YG? <laughs> and, and the dad's just like, is he Korean? Is he Korean? Just trying to reaffirm <laughs> what she's saying to him. Do you have a pen? <laughs> Also, that moment is such a stupid thing, but like, I can't wait to just be old and not have to work and just be yelling in a car. Like, I don't know why, but I find that so <laughs> appealing where your whole day, the best part of your day is leaving Costco and just yelling in a car. That seems, you know, what's like, interesting. I can't wait to get there. The, the dynamic between him and his parents is strange too. You can tell how coddled he probably was because like I, he's 30 something, right? Like I would never call my mom and tell her i'm about to spend my own money right like or right. talk about but i don't have like you know bar mitzvah fund obviously but like that's all like it just thought it was weird that he had to call his parents and tell them yeah, that. yeah. That they- i'm guessing that like like you said he, he's coddled that it's probably still a joint bank account from when he that's what i them. was gonna say so yeah, they yeah that's a good point yeah. they'd freak out yeah because yeah. that makes sense to him warning them right versus having you know what it could be too which just occurred to me i think he could have just been you know, subliminally looking for uh, should I do this or should I not? You know, that's what I mean? prob- that's probably more the case. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it's possible that it's it, it is a account with his bar mitzvah money. It's it could be an account they set up for him as a child, so their names are probably on it. Well, I mean, a bar mitzvah is what sixteen, thirteen. 13. Okay, so there you go. It, it was probably an account that they made when he was 13. Yeah, yeah. So, you, can't, you can't set up your own account at 13. Right. Especially if it's $10,000. I mean, it, it's minimum 10000 That's right. a pretty so, good haul. I mean, I don't know if that's with interest. I mean, he's like, what, 30-ish? Yeah. If it's been, you know, in there for 20 years, he might have accrued some good interest. Yeah, but I mean, it's like 5%. In, I mean, it's not that much interest. No, it wouldn't, it, wouldn't it, bump, it wouldn't bump you by like thousands of dollars. No, but Joe, to go back, I, I did look it up. 
I don't remember his specific birthday, but I'm pretty sure he's like a, only a couple years younger than us. I think he was born in like 88 or something like that. I don't okay. remember his actual so he's, birthday. So he's 30-something, 30-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in his early 30s, especially when this came out. So how come the, the whole time he's on the phone with them, they keep panning to this little Indian boy just staring at him? And I thought that was going to be a payoff, but nothing happened. Yeah, it was just a visual of someone observing the conversation. <laughs> oh, I sort of took it as like the Indian, the little Indian kid maybe recognized him but couldn't place it. And it was like a weird situation. No, I don't know. I don't, I, there wasn't really a payoff there. I think Ferg's right. There was just kind of, it was just, it, the kid just found the conversation interesting, I think. Just that he was having this loud conversation in public, so someone had to react to it. But uh, yeah, Dave hangs up with him at this point because he's about to get to the window. And this is when he informs the person that he needs to wire $10,000 to Blood Gang Entertainment LLC. <laughs> Attention, nutty. <laughs> I just thought it was a good close to that scene. It was just like the absurdity of naming your company Blood Gang Entertainment. And it's a limited <laughs> liability. Because if somebody told me tomorrow, like, trans- if you were like, hey, any one of you is like, wire me $10,000, I'd spend like 45 minutes at least trying to figure out how you wire somebody. Yeah, me too. I have yeah. no idea how you even do that. You gotta find you a Western Venmo? Union. <laughs> right, yeah, like that's where we're at now. We're like, I mean, I don't have ten grand to send you, but if I did, I guess I'd PayPal or Venmo you. I was ready for you to say that you didn't know what Venmo was. <laughs> that's that that's what I thought the next I one Venmoed was you be. before. This whole thing is an act. I'm actually just like super hip and smart. Yeah. And I just come on the show and I'm like, and what's the deal with mumble rappers? Yeah. When when we close up, Joe's gonna get on his Segway and go down the street to go buy some fresh nuts my meta stock is doing really well today so now we get to the next scene and it's uh dave ells and mike and they're all mini golfing and dave's really excited because like he just completed the transaction and he's getting yg on this track with them and ells is like you're gonna ask someone named young gangster to rap on a song called girth <laughs> and dave's like yeah girth can be like a whole bunch of things it could be the girth of his girl's titties or the girth of his mansion i mean to be fair it could he's not be. wrong yeah technically he's not wrong but i don't think that's what would be implied or what anyone would assume also no. ells said earlier that they wouldn't want to like hear his like dick joke songs but he was wrong about that too because clearly they do when when he raps for them later not to get too ahead of ourselves super ahead like the last scene of the show but yeah i mean well i mean also to be fair if you paid me ten thousand dollars to appear on your dick track who am i to say no well i think we're in different financials than what yg's at right you know when you're at a certain point of your career especially when you have an image that goes behind you like all your moves have to be somewhat like strategic or you will lose your fan base. No, you see, I took it as a as the $10,000 as one of those, I don't want to do anything with you, so I'm just going to make an absurdly high price point, and if you pay it, then fine, I'll do it. I didn't look at that number as that crazy high I didn't if either, he's that yeah. popular of a rapper. Yeah, I, I thought that was like I a did. fair ask. I did because I didn't think that he was super high yet. Like I thought he was like kind of on the cusp going up. But I didn't think that he was quite there yet. It Maybe it doesn't seem out of the realm for somebody who's fairly popular to charge ten grand to do like five minutes worth of work, I guess. So. Yeah. Well that's what I mean. Like, you know, if you want me on there, the the ten grand is it's fair. Now do you get that in perpetuity? That's my question, right? Does does YG No sing on his song and he's like now you can sell it like i don't have rights to it i don't get correct. bmg copyrights correct he's a um he's, he'd be a subcontractor now, but they even established earlier no contracts were signed yeah it does get established so, at some point in a true. normal circumstance that's what you would do yeah i mean like yg's like we've gone over like he's got a lot of listens he's got over seven million followers on instagram so he's a popular person and i think Again, when we talk about credibility, how many times have like artists that you guys like collaborated with other people that you don't and you're like, oh, 
he's he did that he sold out he did this so you if if your whole like image is behind being his name's young gangster if, if he's starting to like do verses on tracks that a guy just makes jokes about how tiny and gross his dick is like that could kill your credibility a little bit i mean in theory but i mean also too if the other person pops off like little dicky did you could also gang gain some people yeah in theory but that's a risk you have to make right so you have to yeah. make sure that if you're going to collaborate with someone that you know that this is someone on the rise that this could benefit me down the line so gordo tell me more about when little dicky pops off <laughs> i don't know what, what you're talking about little dicky <laughs> popping off but yeah during this golf scene also like mike is super wound up the entire time like you guys are saying earlier he's getting work calls like he can't focus i mean i shot a seven <laughs> you know what i thought was interesting about that can't you only go up to six don't you have to pick up on six at most mini golf i don't know I don't a long time since i don't think there's anybody enforcing that rule <laughs> right but i don't think you would give yourself a seven isn't seven a good number in golf though or am i thinking no, tennis? It's a terrible well, number for the, the overall the, round, the lower the better <laughs> yeah right but seven on a hard you guys all play golf i don't i don't hate golf i just never played it i like the driving range but so seven. it goes by par if it was a par three you went four over par right but like a huge course like it's the masters and this thing is like fifty thousand feet and it's turns and twists and turns you could technically get it in in seven and do well right no no there's very rarely a par anything more than a par four par okay. fives exist five, or a five yeah. yeah but like there is so essentially yeah each hole like a first off this is mini golf so forget regular golf but just to explain it real quick regular golf of course 18 holes each hole is a different part of the course and that hole is designated by how many yards it is and the difficulty designates yeah he's par. talking about one hole joe he got a seven oh. on one hole oh okay okay yeah. i was thinking of like if you're playing like a, a short game or something yeah, it's no, impossible to get yeah. a seven in eighteen holes. You'd have to get, <laughs> as I said, short game. Obviously, uh, it doesn't make yeah. sense for an eighteen hole game. You get Who's all playing eighteen hole in one? Got that kind of the best score you could get is eighteen. Joe. Yeah, and that would be the most impossible golf game ever but yeah but in mini golf you've played <laughs> yeah. mini golf right six yeah, strokes is not good. i like a good putt putt yeah six uh seven golf. strokes not good next uh next spring when the weather's better can we all go real golfing i've never gone before i'll go real golf. yeah i hardly went this season <laughs> and i would have never liked to been, have been yeah i lost my clubs my for the last part of the season so i, have... I don't want to go real golfing but i'll go to a driving range with you no let's all go real golfing it will take me eons to hit it to one hole why do you think I don't that know how bro have you ever seen me in the driving range it just kind of it goes like <laughs> kind of what little dicky does when he pops off he goes Bleh. yeah well we'll, we'll we'll figure it out we'll we'll talk about i'm always down to golf so if you guys want to go and i'm terrible at golfing so it's not like you know you're going with a couple seasoned pros like that you, you be guys better be than me you should have seen me at top golf uh i was terrible can i rent clubs is that possible? It's weird. COVID stopped the ability to rent clubs, but I'm sure it will come back. You can. It's also not cheap to rent Because you know clubs. what was happening? Yeah. People kept, I don't want to get into too much of a COVID conversation, but I guess at the golf courses, people were licking the clubs as people normally do. As you do. Their, and getting their DNA all over them. <laughs> Party and then, the when club. The new, and then when the new person rents it and it wasn't properly clean, they start licking the club. It becomes a whole thing. I've got a buddy who golfs a lot, and he said the best thing to do was to just like piece by piece buy shitty ones at like the Goodwill. I thought you were Because you can find like them. individual clubs all the time and you can just get them for like two bucks a piece and you just get like a shitty set together that was my thing it's like uh, jay's brother buys a lot of you know expensive clubs and stuff like that he's like oh you should get clubs and i'm like you know maybe one day i will but i don't care about the game that much right now i just enjoy doing it and so i don't think you need to go spend a billion dollars on clubs yeah you can get i'm sure you use clubs cheap gorda we'll get it we'll we'll go in together and we'll share 
We don't okay. Need, we don't golf at the same time, right? As long as we golf at the same time, we're good. Yeah. yeah, I think we just game the system. So yeah, so the next scene, uh, we see some more texts from Dickie to like uh, YG's manager, and he hasn't heard anything from him since like the day he sent him the money. So while he's doing that, he's also looking at the acne like on his back and chest, and he's I don't know what was he doing. I think he was like trying to use like. He's trying to use yeah. some concealer of his girlfriend's. And as he's doing that, she actually runs in and shows uh, him her phone. He's like, did you just tweet this? This is by far the best whole, the best part of the entire episode. This destroyed me. I watched this like twice. I laughed each time. Yeah, because the tweet just reads, just got head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah. Why is that so funny? If he had tweeted like, my girlfriend just gave me head, it wouldn't be anywhere near as funny as just got head it's, so it's like a it's like a funny. lazy tweet too like it's so it's like he like for him it's strategic but it's like it looks like the laziest tweet you could send out and it's it's a little out of character for him right like when you look at everything you've seen of him so far he's like so neurotic and shy about things but and then you find out that he actually didn't and it was a lie and it's even funnier that he right. just apropos of nothing tweeted out and lied just got head that's so yeah. stupidly funny because he sends that tweet out and then like her mom called her and asking about it <laughs> he tells her it's just fictitious head <laughs> <laughs> fictitious head that's the crazy thing that's a world we live in now we're like it's not to your friends anymore it's co-workers it's your family like your aunt might see you post that right. or your girlfriend or wife's aunt or whatever like we live in such a weird society now yeah and he's telling her that she needs to differentiate little dicky tweeting from dave bird tweeting which is his like shoot name by the way and he can't worry about like what his girlfriend's principal is gonna think if he's you know rapping about 69ing a girl while she's on her period <laughs> her facial reaction to that was her reaction that was yeah, amazing yeah. she's just like again it was it was much like when you saw the doctor at the top of the episode like just blank stare just doesn't know how to even reply to this i also love his excuse on this one he's like i didn't say ali warnick gave me head <laughs> it's yeah. like i was very non-specific <laughs> well who's giving you head then and uh i, I want to say just a side note i don't know if you guys caught it but like during this whole scene he's just wearing a, like a tank top that says puppies and yoga yeah i did <laughs> like a little picture that, yeah. of like a puppy laying down and he's like you have to think of me as a corporation like when wendy's tweets nobody actually thinks that it's coming from wendy she's like wendy's not a real person <laughs> wendy isn't tweeting about sucking <laughs> dave thomas's dick <laughs> While she's still going, he goes, Wendy is a real person. It's Dave Thomas's daughter. I know you don't want to hear this right now. Yeah. <laughs> all this, aside from laughing at that super hard, all I could think of is the day that Dave Thomas from Wendy's died, we would have been like, I don't know, sophomores in high school or something. Jay, you came into school super bummed out. And you were like, fuck, Dave Thomas died. And I was like, from SCTV <laughs> and Strange Brew? You're like, no, the burger guy. And I was like, oh, well, who cares then? And you got so fucking mad at me that I liked the other Dave Thomas more and cared a little less than Burger Dave Thomas. The, the funnier part about that is that Jay wore Dave Thomas's deaths for some reason. <laughs> like, why, yeah. why was that so detrimental to your day, Jay? The other day, well, I, I don't first don't recall this. Uh, it was some years ago. <laughs> and, and other Dave Thomas, I can only think of from like, wasn't he in Grace Under Fire? Oh, for sure he was. Yeah, he's the pharmacist friend neighbor. That's how I would have known him back then. Yeah, so fuck that Dave Thomas. Hey, fuck Dave you. Thomas. The other Dave Thomas brought us square burgers that are never frozen. So good good on you bob and doug mckenzie that's all i gotta say to you i could be wrong <laughs> but i think they fought each other on a celebrity death match <laughs> did they do a dave versus dave I, i'm pretty sure also there was the rumor that after dave thomas died they put him in all the chili <laughs> 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 
Also, should we add Grace Under Fire to the list of shows? That's of gonna course be a we should. I thought you just yeah. said it. I was, I was going to say it, but I thought you I think it's did. on the list of shows. Yeah. After, but then didn't they had to fire Qu- or Quentin quit because didn't Brett Butler show him her boobs? Something weird. It is something, something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, there's something super weird like that where she's like, hey, come look at my boobs, y'all, to a kid. And then they were like, the show's not canceled. You're fired. <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck? You could never do that now. <laughs> and, um... It- so th- she also goes like, I don't want my mom knowing I gave you head. And he's like, your mom knows. My mom knows. Everyone's giving each other head. At this but age. Everyone's giving each other head yeah. at this age. And she's like, but I didn't give you head. He goes, I know. You're making my point for me. Like, I don't even know what he's arguing at this point. <laughs> so, th- so now we cut to Allie laying in bed and she's reading and she kind of looks upset. And Dave kind of crawls into bed with her and lays down and she immediately just turns away from him. The so, rollover is never a good sign. You yeah, know it's that not means good. Right away. And that's when he, he opens up to her. He's like, you know, I wired YG's manager $10,000 today and he hasn't replied to any of my texts since. And now I don't even know if he's even a real person. And I've been a wreck ever since this happened. And, you know, I'm sorry for what I've said. Like, you're my moon. You're my rock. You're my number one person tied with my parents. Which I thought was a nice, funny little thing that he threw in there with that. He's like, and up until you walked in today, I was actually crying in the house. So his vulnerability worked there because she she does feel bad from now, and he's going to. Uh, do you want a do you want a belly rub? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just rubs all over her just climbs on top of her yeah well like initially when when the belly rub is offered you know they turn so now she's big spooning them so she can just like rub his stomach for like a second does that calm you guys down when you're having a bad day just a nice little 100 i like it on the 100%. back though i was yeah. gonna say back not not yeah belly. back's the best yeah not the belly really no i'd, I'd much yeah. rather someone rub my back no nah, i'd rather the belly yeah i'm with i don't i'm i'm against you on this one gordo i, I don't think i could i wouldn't like my belly rubbed i want you to slap my belly like i'm kamala <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna stay out of that one i like my belly rub <laughs> i'm uncomfortable going somewhere with that side note i'm cutting this when i do this but it's easier to get into the you know <laughs> back only leads to the butt <laughs> <laughs> so no wonder why you guys please like leave it. it in you can cut it i still have all the video <laughs> <laughs> gordo explaining how he gets pegged by accident so many times that he had to switch over <laughs> fucking stop it <laughs> fuck my fucking phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking phone. Oh, I thought you said ow my fucking cum. <laughs> I don't know. How do I not use this clip? <laughs> How do I not? Uh, I guess we have to know. Uh, I need a second to regather it now. Back only leads to the butt. Oh. <laughs> uh. So now the next scene, we got Dave in the cafe. I think it looked like a cafe at the time. Uh, we see him texting again. It's been three days since he last heard anything from IG's manager. And then it cuts out, and we see that he's not alone. He's actually there with Mike and Allie. And Mike, Mike's like, so there were no contracts at all? We talked about this earlier. And Dave thinks it's weird that he would even suggest that there were contracts. He's like, yeah, what do I know? I just work on Wall Street every day. I don't know anything about money or business or anything like that. And that's when Mike brings up that he's like, maybe Gata set this all up to like scam you and like dave never considered this because like obviously when you look at it from earlier like that was the first time that they met and gator was really quick to give him the info and stuff so it is really plausible at this point that gator was just out to scam him for money yeah 
Right. At this point, and I guess I would say more for Gordo and Joe who hadn't seen this before, did you find this to be like accurate? Like did, w- when he suggested it, did you think that's what the resolve is actually going to be? No. 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 Uh, it was going to be something else. I didn't think I it was just... going to be what it turned out to be because I thought that was just like the weirdest coincidental type of reasoning that seemed kind of off and lazy to me. But I thought it was going to be something like, you know, he's been out of the country, his phone's turned off or something. I didn't think it was going to be like he just hosed him and his friend did you know, yeah, I thought he got like maybe like something happened with YG and maybe you know he got picked up or something. You know, that's what I thought. There was like a, a nice little part after this because now they think they should go to Gator's house and he asked Mike to go with them and Mike's just not really for it. And Allie's like, I'll go, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Call a lift, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then which I will now incorporate into every time I get a car ride, need a like, car share for my life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And Dave thinks it's weird to bring his girlfriend. He doesn't think it's a good look. And my dad's, yeah, and it would be weird if I went because, like, it would look like you're bringing your muscle, which Allie finds hilarious because I, I do think it's funny because when Mike's <laughs> saying that, he's not saying it to be funny. And then, you know, his reply to her finding this so hilarious is he's like, you're dating a man with no muscle on his body at all. He's just bones and tendon. You're dating a marionette. <laughs> I really like that line. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. It was a good button to that yeah. conversation. He has yeah. some of my favorite lines on the show. Like, even earlier, we skipped over it. But when he's like, last time I smoked, I had to talk to the native for like two hours. And then Dave goes, um, he pronounces it cement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that line made me crack up yeah. like 10 minutes. It it was the stupidest line in the world. Yeah. It's it's almost like, I don't know if it's good or bad. The show is so funny and so rapid fire that you miss certain lines like you're thinking yeah, back on it because it goes you know? quick because he's great every line he has in this and everything he does is so funny but i'm sure it'll take a second watching to like pick up on some of the stuff i miss <laughs> oh for sure because i think like if, if we really want to delve into that and think about it when you look at a lot of standard like family sitcoms that are set in like just one house all the time and in other shows and you can see videos of episodes where like there's laugh tracks so they, they they tell a joke they stop wait for the laugh then continue speaking again there's a lot of like deliberate slow delivery so you can catch the joke instead of just like real life kind of natural conversation which is more what we're seeing in a show like this yeah this is very true to form of real life i give you that yeah and um the, the before the scene closes out we see a guy walk into the diner and uh he tells him that he's like also a rapper right and he recognizes a little dicky so he's really excited about this and mike hates it he's like he's trying to like he's being very sarcastic towards him and trying to get him out of there i think he said his rap name was nuance nuance yeah yeah Yeah. so he gets a quick picture with him and then he's again he doesn't just take the picture and leave he's like trying to still talk to him he's like oh is this your girlfriend he's like yeah and then he's like i think it's totally cool how you talk about her giving you head and shit And she's just like so mad because this is like the realization of all her biggest fears when it comes to this stuff. And again, there's so many good buttons on this episode. <laughs> he looks at her and he's like, I think that happens to most couples. Yeah. My- <laughs> now Mike likes this kid. So now the next scene, we see Dave and Els in the car together because apparently that's who we got to go with them. And I was like, oh, yeah, I-, I know why you need me here for things like this. Kind of insinuating like you need like your black friend with you. And they're, uh, he's like, because we're going into the hood. And he's like, oh, is this the hood? He's like, he's like, there's not like a line that distinct when you're officially in the hood there's no welcome to the hood sign when you're in the middle of it this is where he gets the joke too like the wayne brady wing rescue one where he's like we're in south central and he's like "Ooh, like a dopey menace which i yeah. fucking lost it at 
Yeah, so they get to Gator's house, and uh, Gator brings them in, and he introduces them both to his mom, and he's like, oh, this little Dickie, he's like one of the best new rappers out there right now, and she just turns to Els right away, and he's like, oh, little Dickie, what's up? He's like, uh, no, I'm a normal person, that thing over there is little Dickie. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I, was, I, I really like the, I'm a normal person. Yeah, I'm a normal person, is very funny. And he's like, why do they call you little Dickie? Do you have a little Dickie? And he's like, soft, it hasn't grown since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just so rapid fire there's so much like i she, they all like go silent from that reaction but what was she expecting when she asked you asked them, right like, you just ask a stranger if you have a little dick and then like <laughs> what is the response you're hoping to get from that well when you find out that their chosen rap name is little dicky it's not like that's his government name so when you decide to go by little dicky you, you couldn't help but be a little curious as to what drove you to that to that name Sure, but you think like if a middle-aged woman was to meet somebody, most most people would be like, my name's Little Dicky, and you'd be like, okay. And you'd keep that inside. You wouldn't be like, do you have a little dick? Right. No, I mean, we all know that it would be, you know, a young Richard. <laughs> but this is when Little Dicky explains to him. I can't don't be give, mad don't at give you, him that. holy shit. Don't give him that, bro. I laughed at him <laughs> laughing at his own joke. I didn't yeah. laugh at the joke. <laughs> yeah, so that's when he actually, he does explain it a little bit more clearly. He's like, it's a play on rap names, and it's just kind of something you wouldn't expect. So, you know, uh, out of like a normal rapper to call it call himself that so he's like oh so it's satirical he's like yes finally see people understand that so now dave gets into the real conversation and he explains to gator what happened with the uh money and he kind of is trying to figure out what happened to it and gator and his mom are pretty quick to realize that he's essentially accusing him of stealing this money and gator tells him right he's like oh first off he's like nutty changed his number the other day and he's like why would he do that in the middle of a 10k transaction you know gator goes on to say you know it's not really cool of you to just kind of like judge based on appearance like that he's like People see you and think a certain way, but you rap hard, you know, so you can't just be judging people like that. And right as this whole conversation is going on, by the way, not to get ahead, but in that moment, great point by Gata. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's this is like the real serious monologue of the show. Yeah. He's like, you're judging me based on what you know of me and what you see. But, but you know, in fairness, I don't think that was really the approach that he was making because I think it was more like, I just met you. You put me in contact with someone. I gave them $10,000 and now my money's gone. It's not so much like based on an appearance thing, but I can see how Gator perceives it that way. Yeah. I can understand his, his thought process there. Right. So, but while this is all happening, because as soon as he found out that there was a new number for Nutty, like Dave texts them immediately and gets a quick re- reply saying, Hey, we're at the studio now. Come here and we'll record something. And Gator dismisses any feelings he had about just being accused of stealing from him. He's like, we got to go to the studio right now. It jumps in the car with him. Now, the next scene, we see uh, Gator and Dickie walk into the studio, and it's filled with everyone that we see from, like, earlier in the episode when they were all there, including that big dude who got all the snacks from them. And this huge dog runs up barking and jumps up on little Dickie. And this is when we first see Nutty, too. And he's explaining, he's like, you need to learn to control your fear. He's like, how do you actually control that? And it's going on for, like, a second. And eventually, it just kind of resolves with someone else in the room telling the dog to get away. And the dog, I think he says, "How do you control that? I have so much fear. (laughs) He's like, I reek of fear." And then Gator makes some comment about the dog. I don't remember specifically what, but Nutty just immediately asks him why he's there and kicks him out. And Gator was kind of like, "What the fuck? I'm the one who created all this. I put you guys in contact with each other." He's like, "Ah, "It doesn't matter." He just and he just you know essentially push him straight out of the door at this point. And I was a little curious by all that at that at that point. 
like why does he hate him so much you find out later why yeah but th- right now you don't know so it is confusing because you're like he has his number and then when he changed his number yeah he found that out he, quick too he gave him he the, new, the number. new number yeah well, that, someone that's because he gets them right weed right. though so they need him so he yeah. wouldn't know if they changed oh, that's the a number. good point yeah if you're the if you're the contact you're gonna need to know the number that's true so finally dickie and uh yg are introduced to one another and dave's trying to explain this uh the gert song to him a little bit and yg's not listening to him at all and just kind of walks off to start working like on whatever track he was doing earlier and now from that point like it cuts to they're playing a song and like everyone's in the studio just kind of listen to it i did want to mention that's an actual yg song by the way called don't stop so okay, that's what they're listening him. to in that scene yeah so it is a real song by him at that that point. was actually a really good song yeah it's I'm not bad check that out yeah, it's where he sits on all the guns. He's like, I sat on your weaponry. <laughs> sat on your weaponry. <laughs> right before that, he's sitting down and someone passes him a joint. And you can see that he's actually hitting it this time. So before he, you know, he restrained from smoking when Gator offered it to him. But I think maybe, I don't know if it's the nerves of the situation or the nerves of saying no to these people. I think a little so, bit of both. Column yeah. A, column B. But yeah, like you guys just said, after that point, he's um he goes to sit down on the chair and feels something. So he gets back up and like moves the jacket away. And he's like, oh, guns. <laughs> and that's what like cuts the music short and everyone's now looking at him he's like oh i didn't know if like you know something was afoot <laughs> like you know if there's something going on that i need to be made aware of <laughs> like there's gonna be a heist <laughs> yeah and one of them's like aren't you a rapper <laughs> and the big guy's like i thought this dude was an intern <laughs> an intern <laughs> and he's like no actually you got me all wrong i'm actually one of the best rappers alive and you know you hear a little bit of laughter yeah there. he just like he gets a sack and he kind of yeah he, like, like flipped out of nowhere yeah. right like something just finally hits him he's like in five years you're gonna like look back at this and be thankful you got to spend this time with me and say that you know you knew me before i popped off yeah he was like finally being little dicky yeah well i was wondering is like is this him finally taking gator's advice yeah I, I would imagine yeah i think so yeah he has to like come into his own and play the character now yeah. is that drip is that they referred to as drip earlier drip is like more your like a tire oh okay it's like i got swag. i actually wrote it in my notes and forgot i was like i don't know what drip means swag swag yeah. is what you're thinking. i know that rick flair drip go woo on a bitch yes and uh yeah so yg tells him he's like that's the same shit every new rapper says and then he has him like do you fuck black bitches little diggy and that's when uh the line you said at the top of the episode statistically ask you white yes <laughs> and they're like well who you been fucking he's like well mainly my girlfriend I- exclusively at this point and he gets into details about how she recently switched her birth control pills and now she's a little bit drier lately and yg's like very interested <laughs> at this point in the conversation he's very invested yeah, he's all in at that point yeah this got to a very interesting conversation <laughs> and that and dave says something along the lines of like next time i'm gonna i'll put my ear to the pussy next time i'm in that ass he's like or when i'm in that pussy he's like i've never done anal i don't think i'd like it very much <laughs> he's so matter of fact <laughs> and then i mean the next thing he says to them is hey you guys going to coachella this year that, just, that killed me i don't even know, know how to get out of he didn't know how to get out of the conversation <laughs> so now at this point i think they're like very just entertained by who this human is because he's so like abnormal to them at least and yg pulls out his phone he's like all right you're rapping he's like start rapping and as we've already know like dave is not comfortable rapping in front of people like especially on the fight especially in front of all these people like out of nowhere he won't rap in front of his girlfriend like in their backyard taking out the trash and you know so he's like no no i can't and he just kind of shies away and this is when they're all they kind of get turned off from it and i, I think it was uh yg so he's like i thought this dude was a rapper so they're about to just move 
move on from all this. And he's like, all right, let's start some new track from scratch. And right when like, uh, the, the guy behind the boot starts playing, like, just like the click track, finally, like, Lil Dicky, like, stands up. He's like, cause I think he realizes this moment's about to pass. He's about to throw $10,000 away because he wouldn't rap in front of people. And he just says, like, wait. And he finally just starts rapping. And they let it go on for a good solid couple minutes. Did you pull pulling me the lyrics out too? Cause the lyrics are like, there's some insane shit where he says, Bill Johnson to. is afraid of mosquitoes. Yeah, all oh of his God. songs are like, actually like that though. He's, he's, lyrically he's really good like it's i don't know the the i don't understand how you could put terminology like that into a song legitimately and have it sound good but he does it and i don't get how i mean i don't know much about rap but like i would say from my knowledge he's a good rapper like he goes off and he's quick and good and it is impressive yeah so i mean the scene went on for a while and you can see like he was really in the zone right like everything you know about dave goes away when he finally becomes like little dicky in this moment not that there's this huge transformation but as he's going around the room he's interacting with everyone he's like grinding up on this girl who's sitting in the chair like just stuff dave would never really do and yg's recording this whole thing and as he finishes up he like turns the camera to himself and he leaves a message for uh ali telling her to like you know next time you get to come come at him with that slickness he's like no more of that drive stuff you know you gotta take your birth control the next day <laughs> and so now he's like now little dicky is back you know it's like the hulk just turned back into bruce banner right can like, you not little- post that please <laughs> yeah Please don't, he's like, did you post it? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so now they're all about to walk out, and, and uh, Lil Diggy's like, wait, I thought we were going to work on this song. And Nutty tells him, oh, don't worry, you know, we'll be back in a few weeks, we'll take care of it. And obviously Lil Diggy's, he's worried, right? He thinks he, you know, they might just forget about him. I don't think that it's like an elaborate scam, but this moment's just going to pass by. So he's following them out into the parking lot. He walks right up to YG's car and he's, you know, YG's about to pull out of the space and he's like, hey man, you know, I just gave you my life savings. Like, he's not pretending to be more than he is. He's like, you know, you were supposed to do the first for me. Like, what's going on? He's like, oh man, my bad. (laughs) He's like, in a few weeks, you know, we'll do something crazy, okay? And he's still a little apprehensive, but he's, you know, I guess cool with it. Like, he's going to take this guy's word for it. So they pull off and, you know, He's alone in the parking lot and you just start seeing like the, the, again, the text shots and he's getting like text from like 20 different people all at once because that post on YG's Instagram, obviously, like I said, as of now, he has over 7 million followers on Instagram. So if he's going to post a video of you rapping, that's, that's going to get some attention. So instantly it's like, it's, you know, it's going viral for him. And then the next text you see is one from Allie though. And it's like the video being forwarded to him. And she wrote great rap, dry vagina with a bunch of question marks. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting what that is, he can actually make money off that because it's not a stolen track. Yeah. Well, YG can, I think, in that moment. But, and then we see like Gata come up out of nowhere. I guess he was just like hiding in the he, like, building. comes out of time. the bushes. Yeah, he yeah. didn't leave. <laughs> he's like, man, I've been there for like an hour. <laughs> he asked if he got the verse. He's like, no. Nah. He's like, but he did put me on my Instagram. And Gata's like, well, he basically directed a music video for you now. It's, I guess it's a very positive outlook towards it. And, probably worth way more than 10 grand yeah yeah like he's not on a song with you but in the social media age if you're gonna get exposed and have seven million people instantly being able to see you rapping it's not a bad sign and it's a different audience too right it's like that validation you wanted when your video goes viral on youtube because you're talking about how gross your dick is it's getting a very different view uh viewer base than yg who's like an accomplished rapper and his followers on instagram like the the crossover might not be that big there now Dave's just like, listen, I'm way too high. Well, you know, would you mind driving for me? And as they're getting in the car, Dave asks Gata, basically, he's like, hey, early when I first met you, like, were you essentially just like using me to get into the studio? And Gata's reply was, it was like complicated, but you know, it made sense. It was essentially just saying like, hey, listen, like, we need each other. So like, yes, in a way, I was using you to get in, but you know, like, we're we're Shaq and Kobe. You know, we're gonna help each other here. 
Which makes sense, right? I, I like the coming to, like, we didn't become friends from a traditional path, but now we're clearly, especially in a pilot episode, like, okay, now we know where this is going. These two will for sure be sort of tag team going forward. Right. Because they both have, like, their quirks about them. So, like, they come from different walks of life, but Dave's such an eccentric person, and Gata is as well, and just in a different way. So, you know, different but same. And he tells me he's going to be, they're going to be telling this story at their 50th birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> at their big joint birthday party. <laughs> And then he's like, forget that. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? And Dave's like, nothing. Like, he just, he, he's burnt out. This was an exhausting day for him. Like, he wants to, he just wants to sit around and do nothing now. But a new friendship is born, and that's always a good thing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. That's the entire Florida. episode. So, you know, coming off this before we get into Green Line and Cancel, like, anything that, you guys want to say in closing about this episode in general just overall feelings having watched it yeah nothing crazy i mean like i will say that i did for sure say when i heard about what kind of show this was and what it was about i went into this i try to be open-minded but i went into this with very uh, preconceived notion of what i thought it was going to be and it was not that at all right yeah i mean i just think for a show like this obviously the appeal when they create a show like this is capitalizing on little dickie's fame in mostly his audience you hope follows him into watching it. But I think as we see, this is a show that's not rap is a big undertone of the whole show, obviously, because that's like his occupation, but you don't have to be involved in the rap world to understand what's going on because it's more about him as a character and his relationship with other people more so than just being locked into the fact that it's all about rappers. That's what I liked about this a lot was that like it, it, it was around rap, but like all of those people could have been made up and that was, I wouldn't have known the difference. But I'll say this, though, kind of interesting that you say that, because I feel like that argument kind of could have been made about the league, but you didn't really like the specifics and people that were being used in there. The thing about the league was they were using actual NFL players. Yeah, but there's actual rappers being used here. Gate is a real rapper. YG was a real rapper. Just hit you different. I think to your point, Gordo, to your point, Gordo, uh, uh, an NFL player will always fade out because you can't play football forever, whereas a rapper could always rap theoretically, so they could always be relevant where, you know, yeah. Maurice like Jones or like a Drew Bledsoe or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, with, with that, I think that's a good point. No one? No one on the Drew Bledsoe joke? I think you were saying it in the middle of someone else talking, as you do sometimes, so I didn't completely catch the Drew Bledsoe joke. How dare you? What was the Drew Bledsoe joke, Joe? Yeah, tell it one more time. No, it's gone now. Okay. <laughs> Good. It's where it belongs. <laughs> so in any event, yeah, let's get into our green light or cancel. Nick, I'm going to start off with you. Um, This is a green light. I think um, you, Jay, said it earlier in the episode, but uh, my favorite thing about this show is it does really feel real. I feel like I'm watching a real part because in a sense we are, right? I think this is more of a, a loose documentary on Lil Dicky, Dave Berg, as it is, right? I mean, he's got to be pulling this from somewhere. I don't know what his real upbringing was into the rap world, but it does feel real. It's really funny. He's hysterical. Um, props to him. I don't think he acted very much before this, and he does a really good job. Uh, same yep. with maybe a couple of the other guys, too. I really like the ensemble. I'm not a huge fan of his girlfriend right off the bat, but it just seems like it's going to continue to be fun, so I'm greenlighting it. Gordo. I'm with Nick. I'm going to green light it. I didn't know anything about this show. I didn't even bother looking up the promo or anything. I had no idea what it was. I have no idea who this guy even is. So when I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this? And at first, I kind of didn't like it. And he just won me over. He was just so, so authentic. I think Nick, Nick really said it better than me, but the show is just authentic. And that's what I really liked. I want to see a second episode. It was funny. Joe. 
Yeah, I went into this, um, I try not to, but like, I just was, maybe I was tired or something, and I was like, oh god, some YouTube rapper show, like, I don't want to watch this. And two minutes in, you're hooked. I think to Nick's point, it does feel real, right? It feels like real people, it doesn't feel like real actors, and the writing reminds me a lot of Letterkenny, which I think is a super funny show. It's that back and forth, real people talking sort of thing, but they're way funnier than any of us are in real life. And I always find that as like an interesting sort of prism. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, I'm gonna keep watching it, and it's a green light for me. Fert. Green light for me. Um, this is one of those shows that, like, ever since I watched it, I try to suggest it to as many people as possible because I know they'll like it, which is why I picked it for the show this week. Everything we've said is already covered, like, everything's been covered, but, um, yeah, the dialogue is amazing. I, I, nothing but laugh, and I had already seen the show, you know? So, yeah, green light. All right. So, uh, down to me. And, um, first, before I even get into it, uh, to counter, I, Nick, was it you said you didn't like the girlfriend or Gordo? Nick, yeah, that was me. That was me. Nick. All right. Well, just to say, I mean, she didn't have a pivotal role in the show. I'm so, side note, so attracted to this female. Oh, she's I'm, a, I'm very much a J girl. Yeah. Yeah. And she's but, very uh, cute. I also, yeah. Ferg, I thought she was the girl from Wilfred, but she's not. They're kind of similar. You know who I thought she was? I thought she was the girl from um, Kim's Convenience. Yeah. She's just got a very, um, she's got a very like neutral face. But uh, in any event, I guess to get into my actual green light or cancel, you guys mentioned it earlier, like when you mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think that was like a good pull. So in, in, in a lot of ways, it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm meets 8 Mile, right? So it's it's very specific to Lil Dicky's story. And I think the tone is there for him. And I think he's you're introduced to his world properly through this show. That first scene in the doctor's office, you know exactly what the show is going to be. And it takes, you know... Of just a few seconds to just be part of what's going on. I was a big fan of the show. It was one of those shows that early on when it first came out, a few people watched and kept talking about it. And it was just kind of on my radar. Like, I'll eventually watch it. I'll eventually watch it. And finally, months down the road, I finally sat down and I pumped out season one so quick. Uh, I haven't gone around to season two yet. I think watching this episode again today is going to reignite that desire to watch those episodes. So I'm, I'm sure I'll probably have that all done within the week now. So obviously a green light for me. So yeah, that's five out of five. Uh, overwhelming yes for Dave. And that's all the time we have for this week, guys. So go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all our links to every way you can listen to us, all our social medias, s1e1pod on Instagram, Twitter, all that. Please follow us, subscribe, do all that stuff. Spread the word. Let people know. We appreciate all the feedback. Let us know how you feel about the show. We're always evolving and changing. So keep us up to date with how you feel about what we're doing. Let us know shows you want us to cover. You know, we'll listen to that stuff. We take that stuff in too. Uh, But that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you. Goodbye. I think we got the best Dave Thomas. Is he Korean? Like seamen. Joe, you were muted. Joe is muted. <laughs> You're still muted. He's still muted. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. me. <laughs> All right. Well, that didn't work out well.